Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of I'm Still Learning. This time we're talking about starting your own business with the owner of the Kentley Coffee Cafe, Kendra Romali. If you haven't been there yet or you haven't heard about the Kentley, it's a unique coffee cafe in Greensburg, PA. How did I find the Kentley? Like most businesses I find now, social media. I saw a post for a pajama themed event that I managed to convince one of my friends to go with me to. And while we were there ordering our hot coffee and cold brew, I started talking to Kendra and I was so interested in her story and how she started the cafe from scratch with her background in marketing and food distribution that I had to chat with her. Starting a new business can be overwhelming for sure, but Kendra gives some insight into what her journey was like and where her business is going from here. This was the first episode that I had some issues with sound um, and some background noise in some places that there really wasn't a way for me to edit that out. So I ask that you be patient through those spots. I promise it gets better. Uh, And with that said, let's chat with Kendra. I'm Kendra Maley, and my business is the Kentley Coffee Cafe, or the Kentley for short. And our business is really built off of, um, you know, my passion for the food industry. I do have a food distribution background, so I've learned a lot about logistics, operations. I have learned a lot about food marketing, whether it be social media, print things like that. So I love to incorporate that into my actual cafe business as well. And um, my background, my entire career is has been marketing. So it definitely helps um, with the business. And it's given me so many different ideas on what to put in the cafe, as well as what to show others and kind of feel out what the customers are looking for. Yeah, that's fantastic. So did you always want to open your own, or should I say, did you always want to start your own business? I did. Um, The first business that I quote unquote started was whenever I was probably like 23, 24, I lived in Los Angeles and I was consulting for public figures as well as just um, small businesses across the country as well as in Los Angeles. And I was doing a lot of social media consulting and this was before Facebook was even popular. So it was technically when Facebook pages weren't even really a thing. Um, And, you know, you're trying to convince people, or I wouldn't say convince, but um, share your knowledge of how important social media would be for their business, as well as their, um, you know, representation, like say you're a public figure. It was just so important, but it didn't, it didn't establish who you are as a business or who you are as a person like it does today. Um, So that's what I was doing um, on the side of working for a publishing company and, you know, doing marketing there as well. Um, So technically, you know, not a coffee shop. It wasn't my (laughs) first vision of, you know, owning a business, but, um, you know, was able to build clientele, make a lot of friends, network, and, you know, you know, I guess fast forward 10 years and um, here I am with my own, you know, real like living business, I guess you could say. Yeah. Are you from Los Angeles originally? Are you from the 
like Galatro Greensburg area? What, I guess I'm trying to figure out like what took you to LA or brought you here or vice versa? I'm actually from Vandergrift. So if okay. anyone knows that area, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> yeah. I'm from there. I graduated from Kiski area high school, and then I went to Slippery Rock. And also um, I graduated from IUP. And then, okay. um, well, I guess the funny, funny, but not funny story was um, we had to go into an internship um, and we had to have that in order to graduate. And I don't want to say that I waited until the last minute to pick one, but I was just being a little <laughs> picky on where I wanted to be. And, you know, I mean, Pittsburgh is an amazing place and, you know, I do love Pennsylvania, but I knew I just had to be somewhere else in order to get, um, the experience that I wanted, or at least just say, you know, Hey, I kind of uprooted my life. I took a chance and moved somewhere mm -hmm. else. And, you know, just to see maybe people travel the world all the time. So yeah, me yeah. going 3000 miles away was probably like the biggest decision that I ever made. And I just went for it. I got an internship there. And then, um, that company, it was for a media company. And that's where we really, I guess, brought to life all the Facebook pages and were able to, um, you know, coordinate them with different websites and, you know, different, uh, companies. Um, and, and then he hired me, um, as a, I, I think I was a marketing social media coordinator at that, at that time. Okay. Um, and yeah, so that's what brought me to LA <laughs> technically an, an internship and then it turned into a job. So Excellent. So how did the idea for the Kentley come about then? In 2019, um, I was visiting my friend in Seattle and I went to this cafe called Mr. West. So if you ever have a chance, you know, look that up. Um, I just love their menu and their concept. It was just really, I would say, you know, a, a chill place. I just felt like I was at home and, you know, so many ideas just started running through my head. And I always carry a notebook with me. Like mm -hmm. I, I do a lot of things digitally and I'll type in my phone or I don't print a lot, but I do always have a notebook. I just like to write. So I just started writing down all these ideas and I just kept looking around and I was like, I really want to do this. Like, this is like, this just give, it made me so happy just to be there. And I mean, of course, food makes me happy. So I was eating and, you know, having, uh, I think I had like an Americano or something like that. And, um, and it's kind of funny because I don't even know if I truly knew what an Americano was at that point, you know, that was, um, I think I just ordered it off the menu and I was like, yeah, I like this. And I'd been drinking them for years. And I feel like a lot of people do that as well. They just drink, mm -hmm. you know, they, they order something and then they're drinking it for 10 years and they don't really know what's in it, or they're not really sure, you know, what they even ordered. <laughs> um, so that was me. Um, and you know, I just started jotting down all of these names and, you know, I was, my friend that I was visiting had to work. So I was, you know, texting him and saying, um, you know, I really want to open up a coffee shop. I love this place and I'm brainstorming on a name. So I just started writing and I sat there for about an hour and wrote down all of these things that I loved in my life and meant something to me. And then all of a sudden I just started writing down family names and things like that. And then, um, the Kentley came about. So, uh, you know, to make a long story longer, my dad's middle name is Kent and that's where they got Kendra from. And then my mom's maiden name is Lee 
and that's my middle name and everyone on her side of the family's maiden name or middle name or last name. <laughs> so then, um, and my last name's Romay Lee. Uh, so it kind of just, you know, all blended together. And I was like, this is it. I don't know what I'm doing with it yet, but this is the name and it could end up being a hair salon and I'm not even a cosmetologist, <laughs> but it's going to be the Kentley and that's what it is. So that's the small story of how it came about. I love that. I think it, I think it's amazing that you, you're like, I don't know what it's going to be, but I know I'm going to call it this. And it had all these ties to yourself and your family. I, I just love that whole, whole concept of just the name. Um, um so what were your first steps in getting the business started or how let's take it a step back. So you didn't know what it was going to be yet. Um, how did you settle on a, a cafe coffee shop? So I started, well, I guess, so that was in two or fall of 2019, October, 2019, whenever this started happening. So, you know, pre COVID and then the idea kind of got put on the back burner because when COVID happened, you know, we all know the world shut down, everything was at a pause. And um, that summer, I would say of 2020, uh, one of my friends, they were selling their ice cream shop. So I got interested in that. I was talking to their realtor and, um, you know, we went, went through some processes and that piece just didn't work out. But, Mm -hmm. um, my vision for the ice cream place was to put a little coffee, coffee hut, or, you know, a barista station or something like that, um, on the side. So the vision was always still keeping that coffee cafe vision, um, Mm -hmm. that I had first. Um, and then their realtor said, well, you know, if, if this doesn't work out, um, are you interested in something else? And I said, well, I really, thought of doing a coffee shop or something along those lines. And then he said, well, meet me at this place. I think you'll really like it. And then he showed me the cafe and, um, you know, you've obviously been in it and it was just exactly what I wanted, you know, like it's a, an industrial feel of the ceiling and it's just very modern, um, with the different colors of stained wood. Um, so if anyone's listening and you haven't been there, check it out. Yes. Um, And you have to check out the countertop. I'm obsessed with your countertop. (laughs) Yes. It's all concrete and everything was hand uh, poured, hand shaped. Um, Everything was uh, stained by hand and I cannot take credit for how it looks. Like I said, he introduced me to the place and it was already like that, but it's everything that I had hoped for or, you know, wished for and envisioned. Um, And it was small enough to be, you know, something that I could self-start and it wasn't something that was overwhelming with this huge dining area and all of these coolers that you had to fill you know, it's just, um, the, the feeling that you get when you know, something's right. Or, you know, if you miss that opportunity, I just, I could not miss that opportunity. And that's kind of how it came about. I wanted, I was going to do ice cream and add one, add a coffee pot. And now I have a coffee shop. (laughs) There there it is. So you, you got the space. What were your next steps in terms of, um, you know, forming your business? Obviously there's processes that you have to go through. Um, I don't, did you have to get any licensing or anything like that? What, what does that look like? 
I started an LLC. Um, this was probably right when um, COVID started. So I actually okay. have an LLC and it's um, Kentley Media. So I did that. And that was just, you know, I, I created that LLC in case I had to, you know, do anything, any consulting. Um, you know, I'm I know more now than when I was consulting before, um, you know, in my twenties. So, uh, when I, I was furloughed, so I do have a full-time job. So not a lot of people know that, but I have a full-time job at a food distributor. So, um, when COVID happened, I, I was furloughed as many, or as well as many other people were, um, and that lasted for 30 days. And I'm very thankful for that and thankful for the job I still have. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there was some, weariness about it. And I just started a, a, an LLC, which then helped me in the long run because, um, whenever I started the coffee cafe and all the business, you know, items for that, I just did, um, the Kentley coffee cafe as, you know, doing business as, so, you know, whenever you start your LLC or some sort of, um, you know, company name, you can have that as, I would call it an umbrella. I don't know if those are the correct terms, but <laughs> that's okay. Um, you know, uh, you know, you have that as your main LLC, and then you can have other things underneath it. You know, like my checks say DBA. You know, doing business as the Kentley Coffee Cafe, and that way, um, you know, Kentley Media, I can own other things or start something else um, if I did want to branch out and, you know, do some other sort of restaurant or other sort of business, then I can still hold that underneath, um, Kentley media. Awesome. Um, so you started your LLC, um, you got that going, you got your space. What was the next step after that? Was it sourcing your products? Yes, that, and just a ton of research. Um, I wanted to make sure I was doing everything right you know, making checklists for myself. Um, I definitely get that from my dad. Uh, he carries around lists and lists and whether we ever look at them again, we know we made them. Um, so <laughs> it's like everything in my head, like I said, I just like to write, but I love making lists. So a ton of checklists, just, you know, making sure I had all my ducks in a row. I called, um, you know, different departments or, you know, Google researched um, your food license. So that was pretty much the next thing I wanted to tackle was, you know, my menu and what I needed to do to get my food license. And um, then I spent about a year um, on marketing. And um, a lot of people kept asking me, you know, why aren't you open yet? Or, you know, this came, you know, almost fully ready, like there was equipment or there is equipment in there and it comes Mm -hmm. with my lease. So, you know, a lot of people were ready for me to open and Um, you know, now you just really have to put forth so much effort in marketing and, you know, I mean, even years past, I mean, you see Pepsi and Diet Coke and, you know, obviously all these huge corporations with their marketing, um, strategies and, you know, brand kits and things like that. And seeing as how that's my background, I knew it was important. So, you know, some people might have questioned, like, why are you taking so much time planning out Facebook posts? But (laughs) Um, or just getting the the idea, like not everything that we post is planned or, you know, Mm -hmm. scheduled, but you need to be consistent. So that was the other thing that I spent months and months on was just, you know, drink launches. When are we going to do this? When are we going to do that? And, um, 
you know, starting out slow, you know, we started out with cold brew and hot tea and I don't even think we had hot coffee the first week, you know, or oh, wow. the grand opening. So, um, you know, but people came in and that's just how I wanted it to be. The business strategy was to start slow. Um, again, I have a full-time job. So being that I can't be there during the week mm-hmm. and I'm only there on the weekends and I come in at night to make the food and I open at 6 a.m., you know, it's just, you know, I'm all over the place, but still, um, you know, trying to keep organized chaos, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everything just kind of launched in segments. And that was my, that was my strategy. You know, I, I wanted to also see how many people we could get in the door through social media. So, you know, you are a lot of people ask me, you know, you should get a sign above the door. Why don't you have a sign? And I don't have a sign yet. I will, but it's just social media has brought so many people to the place that, that's my project and my passion at the same time. It's Mm -hmm. to, you know, really engage people through social media. And that's where 99% of our customers come from. And so far we're doing really well. That's how I found you. I think I I found it on Instagram and I was like, what is this? Um, So yeah, I mean, that, that makes total sense. So obviously, like we both mentioned, I've been to your shop a few times now. Um, I love the coffee, especially the cold brew. Um, one of the things I notice is you have a lot of local products or you try to incorporate a lot of local products. So um, I know your the coffee that you get um, is from a place in Pittsburgh. Is that correct? Yeah, New Ken Pittsburgh based. It's uh, Steel Cup Coffee Roasters, okay. and they were actually featured at this past amateur at Oakmont Country Club. Um, but yeah, I found them, you know, I Googled a bunch of coffee places or roasters and, you know, I found things in Ligonier and then, mm-hmm. and Pittsburgh and Harrisburg and just all of these different places. So I made a list of like 200 roasters and just sat up like, you know, nights on end, emailing all of them, just asking them if they do wholesale or, you know, do you deliver and, does this come ground? Does this come in whole bean? You know, things like that. And, you know, questions I may have never even thought of before until I started researching. Um, So yeah, just went down the list and asked for samples and, or, you know, some places might not give samples or I understand you can't just give samples of everything. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, uh, you know, something that customers do uh, for food distribution as well. You know, you want to sample new things, um, before you just spend a ton of money on putting it on your menu. Um, so yeah, I drank a lot of coffee. Um, (laughs) I was going to ask how much coffee did you have to drink? (laughs) Lots of coffee, lots of espresso. Um, and you know, I just, I still have that list. Uh, you know, we'll get started with doing a lot of featured coffees. Um, again, I just have strategized and put a plan in place to do everything in different segments. So right now we have a medium dark roast. It's called um, uh, Black and Gold. And, um, you know, people seem to love it. And, you know, also, I mean, people come in, they would like a darker roast or do you have any flavored coffee? And uh, not yet, but definitely coming soon, um, you know, whenever summer comes and fall and things like that, we're going to start introducing, you know, featured, uh, roasters and, and different, uh, flavors. So 
yeah, just drank a lot and <laughs> and figured it out from there. Uh, well, you definitely have a lot of flavor syrups that can be added to the coffee. I'd like people to know that there's like endless combinations, in my opinion, at this point. I was very overwhelmed the last time I came in. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, sometimes I feel like there's not enough and everyone's like, there's so many choices. Yeah, yeah. But, um, so something I think that has kind of popped up, at least in the local area in the last couple of years are like coffee shops or cafes. And it seems like everybody has their, their own take on it. Um, so each place is a little bit different. If somebody asked you what was unique or different about the Kentley, what do you think, you know, one of the more defining things would be for you that sets you apart? I would say from customer feedback, um, the number one thing that people have mentioned is, uh, you know, I guess gourmet grab and go with healthy options. There's something for everyone and the dirt desserts, um, oh, like yeah. just the, <laughs> just the little parfaits and, um, you know, quick story behind that. When we were actually in the office, I would I think every Monday or every Friday, I would try to start the week off right for everyone. And so I would do a different dirt dessert and um, it would just be gone. And, you know, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but apparently, no, go ahead. It. <laughs> but apparently everybody liked it and it was just endless flavors. I would ask for people to, you know, if it was someone's birthday, I would say, oh, you pick the flavor or let me know what type of um, you know, dirt. I mean, I guess you could call them trifles. They were in a mm -hmm. trifle bowl. Um, the correct Pinterest name, I guess. Um, so I just, you know, fell in love with making those and I'm not a baker. I don't make pastries. Um, you know, if I make a cake or make a brownie, it tastes okay, but it never looks right. So that's why I would crumple them up and turn them into dirt desserts. And, mm -hmm. you know, they still tasted good and the flavors you know, meshed well together. And that's kind of where they came from. So when I started building the menu for the cafe, everyone was like, you have to put the dirts on there. You know, that that'll be your number one seller. And um, it is besides the breakfast burritos. Oh yeah. My husband loves the breakfast burritos for sure. Oh, thank you. Um, every, any, the last time I came in, he, I didn't bring one back for him and he was he's like where's the burrito <laughs> like we'll I went to, to get coffee <laughs> we'll have to give him one no. and I say our customer service experience you know we want to make everyone feel like they're our friends and our family and I genuinely mean that you know I would love to get to know every single person you know you and I talk via Instagram and that's obviously how I'm here now and you know you came up through for pajama day and you had your yes, onesie on and, I did you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that was awesome I love seeing that and I just love being able to get to know people and you know I love being busy but I also just want customers to know that I would never you know push you to move out of the way just to get someone else's money, if that makes sense. You know, I yeah. want everyone to have a good experience. When they come in, I introduce them to each other. So if someone's new, you know, I'm like, oh, this is so-and-so. And, you know, they come in or like, they're like my best friend now. And, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, what is she doing? She's crazy. But then they realize, you know, I'm just friendly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but they seem to enjoy the experience. So, you know, getting to know everyone's names and, um, you know, drink orders are 
I mean, so most people change them up just because like you said, we have a lot of flavor options. So mm -hmm. if you're um, not, if you're not picky and you don't care about the exact drink that you're getting, you might try something different. So um, definitely love to memorize names and just give everyone that experience. Like when you walk in, you know, like, you know, Megan, you know, I'm going to know who you are. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I just, I love doing that. And I always tell everybody I'd rather be closed than have someone work for me that will not um, put on, you know, good customer service um, or, you know, genuinely want to be friendly. So, you know, I'd rather shut my doors than have someone work for me that doesn't uh, care about respecting the customer as well as, you know, informing them on what's the difference between a macchiato and a latte. And there is a difference. They're upside down, basically. <laughs> but um, like I said before, a lot of people don't even know what they're drinking. They're like, yeah, I ordered this 10 years ago and I just keep drinking it, but I have no yeah. idea how it's made. Um, so, you know, just someone that explains things, talks to them, gets to know their story and um, can have a conversation. Uh, you know, we just want to continue to have that vibe and that atmosphere. Yeah, well, you, I think you definitely do. Um, and one of the things that I really loved was the fact that you have some milk options for people if they put milk in their coffee that um, I hadn't seen anybody else do before. So two in particular, you have a lactose-free milk option, which is great for me because I'm not big on almond milk um, or oat milk. And you also offer... I mean, you do offer almond milk, I should say that, um, but you also have hemp milk, which I don't think I've seen anybody else have that on their menu. Was there a particular reason that you wanted to have these different options? Yeah, the lactose-free, um, you know, having the different options of milk is just, I mean, you have to have more than one. <laughs> so, you know, um, the lactose-free milk, you know, for me, as, uh, you know, someone that works in food distribution, I've done a lot of research or been a, you know, a part of um, seeing the statistics and the data that comes out and it's just increased in n numbers, you know, um, in the past 10 years of people that are lactose intolerant and, you know, giving them that option to have something that, you know, still tastes like milk, um, but they don't have to choose a non-dairy item, you know, mm -hmm. not everybody wants almond all the time or not everyone wants soy and coconut and there's nothing against those milks. I love them all. Um, mm -hmm. but the lactose free, you know, just gives that person the option to not have to choose a non-dairy and on the business side, uh, which I actually, I mean, I thought about this later, but on the business side, lactose free milk spoils out at, you know, later dates. So you're not yeah. constantly pouring milk down the drain. You're not, you know, uh, watching the, I mean, I do watch the dates, but yeah. you know, you're not watching them every single day. Like, oh, I just bought this and in three days it's going to expire, you know, and I do, I do not like wasting food. I, I hate that. So, you know, I like the fact that the lactose free milk has a longer date and um, the hemp milk was something that I wanted to do because no one else had it. And, you know, um, 
not that again, I'm not against soy or coconut or, you know, anything else. I think there's rice milk as well. Yeah. I've had that before in my cereal. Um, you know, I'm not against those, but I don't have a lot of storage, so I can't have everything. You know, we don't have mm-hmm. non-fat milk right now. And we just, we have baby refrigerators that can only hold so much. Um, So those three options, you know, almond is a lower calorie milk. So a lot of people will choose that if they're doing something with sugar-free syrup, or they want something a little lighter. And then the 2% lactose-free is our base milk. And then the hemp milk, um, kind of the same consistency as oat milk, just a little less thick. And then it gives it like a richer, um, earthy, nuttier flavor. So it pairs well with our pistachio and toffee crunch, uh, caramelized peanut, and goes really well with uh, chocolate. So a lot of different ways you can use it and, um, you know, pairs well with all of our syrups, but definitely those uh, types of flavors go well with it. Yeah. I'd like that there is a balance that you have between like the business savvy side of it, um, with, you know, knowing, Hey, I have limited storage, you know, I'm going to have to have some limited choices, but within those choices, you like, you're describing the hemp milk, like, Hey, it's similar to oat milk, just a little less thick, but it's going to have a similar effect. So that balance that you have between the business savvy and then keeping the customers happy. I think that's like amazing. Um, what advice, if any, would you give to somebody who, like, if I came to you tomorrow and said, I'm going to start a business, um, what like major piece of advice would you give somebody? Oh, I would say there are so many things. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Yes. Um, I would definitely say that, and, and I would, you know, a lot of things are short and, you know, on product and things. And um, this was even before COVID, you know, things would just be out of stock, you know, things like that. So that's why we did a rotating menu. So just be flexible in what you're providing and also listen to your customers, but don't forget to be yourself. Um, you know, I've seen this in the past with, um, you know, just either friends or other people that own businesses where, you know, you do want to create something that you're passionate about, but, you know, if your customers want meatless items, then give them one meatless item. If they want something with butter, give them something with butter. Like (laughs) you just have to be a little bit flexible and really keep up with the trends, Mm -hmm. um, And not saying everyone has to be the same, you know, you don't have to, uh, you know, recreate your menu, but make sure you're listening to your customers, you know, do a survey of some sort, throw it on Facebook, um, have them answer, you know, I put things on Instagram all the time and just have polls and yeah, and like you've participated and all you have to do is click a button. And, you know, as a business owner, you would be surprised as to how many people participate in those types of polls. I at least get you know, 50 plus answers, um, out of a hundred views. And to me, that's amazing. So you have half of the people that are looking at your story, um, you know, answering the question and it's helped me so much. So, um, hopefully that helps a restaurant business owner. Um, and the other advice I would give for any business is you cannot be 
everything to everyone. Everyone has different preferences. Everyone has different, you know, uh, you know, uh, what they like in flavor, what they like in style. You know, if you have a boutique, you know, someone might not like your sweater, but that's their style. You can't get the sweater just because one person wants it. And, you know, that's kind of my rule. Um, you know, I, if I, I guess went by everything that everyone wanted, I would have a hot dog roller on my counter. I would have, you know, (laughs) fries and chicken on my salad. And again, nothing wrong with those items, but that's just not what we're going for. And, you know, I don't have the space and, um, you know, my mom and dad will probably laugh whenever they hear this because my dad jokes around and tells me he's going to buy me a hot dog roller, but <laughs> I just, I don't have room for it. I don't have room for it on my counter. So <laughs> it's not going to go in, but yeah, I would say, you know, you just, you cannot be everything to everyone and that's okay. Absolutely. So you, we've already established that you drink a lot of coffee. Um, yes. <laughs> right, right now, do you have, what's your favorite uh, drink flavor combination or coffee flavor combination? Right now, I would say, you know, from our store, I'm really into the coconut and macadamia or um, coconut and strawberry. I'm not sure why. <laughs> the co- I like Listen, I had the coconut and macadamia <laughs> yeah. nut and it was delicious. I think the only thing I left out was the white chocolate syrup. And I think that would have made it taste exactly like a, a white chocolate chip macadamia nut cookie. Yes. We were talking about that. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to post it and tag you. So that's your Oh, drink. thanks. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to come in on Saturday and get one, but yeah, that the coconut and macadamia nut was good. Absolutely. Um, well, thank you so much for talking with me today and hopefully this will, um, give some people some insight into, you know, what it takes to start a business before I let you go though. I have my rapid fire questions. I call, I call it one thing because I ask you one important thing about different subjects. Um, so I would like to know what's one important thing that you learned when you first opened see whenever I first opened um it's all about trial and error you know and that's pretty much what it was you know some things that don't that worked for us for like a week and then didn't work for us you know I switched it up and I made like a huge salad into a 16 ounce bowl or I did something that was a salad and turned it into a wrap and I just kind of go back and forth and see what sticks and so you know that was one of our big things was you know, trial and error and, you know, kind of seeing what our customers wanted, um, whenever we were introducing the menu into segments, um, like our drink menu. So I think that was it just trial and error and think, thinking of new ways to do things. Awesome. I, I jumped around on you on the questions. That's, uh, that was my fault. Um, <laughs> what's one important thing that you learned about starting your business? It definitely doesn't happen overnight. You know, take your time. It's, you know, whenever, again, when you're passionate about something, you want it to happen right then and there, but just have patience, make sure you go through all the right channels, you know, sign everything you need to sign and, you know, really take the time to get your marketing right. And, you know, I would say you don't have to focus on every single social media platform that's out there. We 
focus on Facebook and Instagram and um, TikTok. So those are the three that we chose. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't spread yourself too thin. Um, a lot of them actually connect to each other. So it's easy posting, um, you know, so yeah. it's, it really doesn't take a lot of time and people want like raw photos as well as, you know, nice uh, stock photos. But um, just from a marketing perspective, stock photos don't do well on you know, Facebook and Instagram platforms. It's just the way it is. Um, So people want to see, you know, raw in the kitchen footage and, you know, maybe not a blurry picture or, you know, something with horrible lighting, but (laughs) you know, the the phones can help with everything. So um, just make sure you plan that out. What's one important thing that you learned while dealing with customers? I take in all the feedback, you know, the is given or suggestions and things like that. And I do make notes of everything, um, you know, so whether someone is talking to me about a certain flavor that they would like or something that they've seen somewhere else, I just always take the feedback um, very gracefully and I never promise anything. So, you know, I just, I do what I can uh, with the feedback given and, you know, make sure that I just don't promise somebody something because they said it, you know, yeah. how a lot of people probably end up with like 70 things on their menu. Right. One, per- one person asked for it. And I actually learned my lesson with that. And again, I don't know how long these answers should be with the rapid fire. Questions, you're you're but, fine. Um, like, uh, I think one, one or two people might've asked for butter. So like for their bagel. Mm-hmm. And I do a lot of homemade cream cheeses. So that's usually what I like to focus on. But I was like, okay, well, you know, one or two people ask for butter and um, I'll just buy a whole case. So I bought a case and it was like 5,000 butters. That might be a little bit exa- of an exaggeration. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of butter. <laughs> I, yeah, I have butter for months and I definitely didn't need it. And I don't think anyone else really asked for it. Um even whenever I suggest that we have a million packets of butter, um, everyone's like, no, I'll take the cream cheese. So I didn't want to have butter in the first place, but I did it. And now I don't want the butter and nobody else does either. No. <laughs> yeah. I would just say, you know, it was a, uh, like, again, trial and error, but the butter will be no more once it's gone. So. <laughs> Um, what's one important thing you learned, uh, while doing the marketing for your shop, uh, create a brand kit. So I have brand colors that I would give to all my employees for them to wear. Um, you know, we're just, we're not a shop where you're coming in wearing neon, you know, neon colors. It's just not that type of vibe. I love bright colors. I love neon and things like that, but just not what we're going for. So I created a brand kit and made sure I, sh- I shared that with um, our barista and I will continue to share with anyone that's hired on. And then again, just be consistent uh, with your Facebook and Instagram or any social media platform that you're posting to. Um, you know, it's it's crazy, but you could go maybe a week or two without posting and somebody might think that you're closed. So that's just how important it is to keep up with it, whether it's every Wednesday or every Saturday, or, you know, just twice a week, um, you know, simple shout out to an employee, take a photo of your customer, that, that, that type of thing, just be consistent and, 
Um, you know, every Monday I put up a menu link and that way people can see that. So I know that my Monday is good on Facebook because I know I'm going to have that menu out there. So again, just be consistent and take a day to plan, you know, again, whether it's one post a week or not, you just, you never know what people are going to think whenever they don't see activity on your pages. That's just yeah. really important. That's very true. Um, and finally, what's one important thing that you learned when, while coming up with your um, drink flavor combinations? I would say anything goes. So, you know, we pair a lot of the flavors as if we were creating a food dish or a dessert dish. So, you know, we have some flavor pairings that taste like a s'more. Um, some of them taste like uh, creme brulee. You know, if you use butterscotch and French vanilla, um, spice cake is like can be made with, um, you know, our chai sauce and then, you know, uh, butterscotch and French vanilla in that or coconut, you know, so we kind of base it off of food that we've eaten or just different combinations that might work for a dessert. Um, you know, we have the caramelized peanut, which goes well with the chocolate. A lot of people like Reese's, um, you know, it doesn't taste exactly like a Reese's, but you get the, the taste of chocolate peanut butter. And a lot of people like those flavors. It sounds like a lot of fun coming up with this. Yeah, it takes, <laughs> it takes time though. I have, again, numerous lists and numerous spreadsheets and, you know, my barista, um, I don't even like to call her my barista, um, our barista, I guess um, you would say she has been nothing but amazing and she really owns it. So, you know, she's able to come up with different flavors and really share that with customers and also just taking on a lot of um, different pieces of the business during the week. And so, you know, she has her people that come in that I don't even see on the weekend, you know, and I get a yeah. lot of good feedback. So um, she's been very helpful with creating different drinks and flavors and, you know, again, telling them, telling our customers what they are, how they taste, you know, she really digs into the research behind the syrups and the flavors. That's great. So where can people find the Kenley? I know where you are, but yes. <laughs> if someone's never been there before, where can they find you, like your physical location and then on Facebook, Instagram? Yeah, our website is just thekentley.com. So that's K-E-N-T-L-E-E. -E. And then you can also, like once you Google us or, you know, uh, Google a coffee shop in Greensburg or Latrobe area, it should pop up. And then whenever you're on Route 30 and you're going towards Latrobe, uh, we would be on your left-hand side across from the Speedway. And if you're coming from Latrobe, um, we would be on your right-hand side. Uh, you can make a U-turn at the big intersection. Um, so there's a couple different ways to get in the parking lot, but <laughs> I promise you will find it. It's in a big brick building um, with white trim and white columns. So just look for that. And uh, for some reason, no matter what address I put in, uh, Google takes you to um, either a different building or just the, a parking lot. So, you know, apologies for that, but I cannot fix the map, um, <laughs> you know, but yeah, you can make a U-turn and there are about two, two or three different driveway openings or parking lot openings um, that you can get to us through. And um, yeah, we're right in that, in that big parking lot. 
Awesome. Well, thank you again. And I'll probably see you on Saturday to come get some coffee. (laughs) Yes, I will be there. And I can't wait um, to uh, hear the podcast and good luck with everything that you have going on. Thank you so much. I'll see you soon. All right. Thank you.